0: 20. We stopped at verse 19 last week, and we saw how uh, the plans of the king, both plans of the king, uh, were put in action. that's both the plan, uh, uh, the the ones that got the authority to to kill the Jews, and the second plan, the Jews to defend themselves. And we saw how God uh, worked with the Jews. Uh, quite a lot of wonderful, wonderful uh, lessons we learned there uh one 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 of the most important for me was the fact that uh if god really wants the destruction of a nation or anybody even though they are scared even though they know that this is a lost battle uh god will still make them fight just for them to lose uh so uh quickly we're going to just go straight to uh the last the i mean the last part the later parts. Of the chapter uh, which is from verse 20 to 32 so verse 20 to 32 let me just read from here I'm gonna be reading the New Living Translation so now it's talking about the festival of Purim and this is really great Uh, 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 just follow me I'll read the whole uh, remaining verses then we'll just take it one by one. Mordecai recorded these events and sent letters to the Jews near and far throughout all the provinces of the king of king xerxes calling them to celebrate an annual festival on these two days he told them to celebrate these days with feasting and gladness and by giving gifts of food to each other and presents to the poor hmm, that is very uh uh key but we'll go we'll, we'll, we'll continue um the, this would commemorate this would commemorate uh, a time when the jews gained relief from their enemies when their sorrow was turned into gladness and their mourning into joy. So the Jews accepted Mordecai's proposal and adopted this annual custom. Haman, son of Hamadetha, the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews, had plotted to crush and destroy them on the date determined by casting lots. The lots were called Purim. But when Esther came before the king, he issued a decree causing Haman's evil, evil plots to backfire and Haman and his sons were impaled on a sharpened pole. This is why this celebration is called Purim, because the ancient word for casting lots, uh, because it is the ancient word of casting lots. So Mordecai's Mudecai, letter, so because of Mordecai's letter and because of what they had experienced, the Jews throughout the realm agreed to inaugurate this tradition. And pass it on to their descendants and to all who became Jews. They declared that they would never fail to celebrate these two prescribed days at the appointed time each year. These days would be remembered and kept from generation to generation and celebrated by every family throughout the provinces of the cities of the Empire. The festi- this festival of Purim would never cease to be celebrated among the Jews, nor would the memory of what upon ever die among their descendants. Then Queen Esther, the daughter of Abihel, Ab- along with Mordecai the Jew, wrote another letter putting the Queen's full authority behind Mordecai's letter to establish the festival of Purim. Letters wishing peace and security were sent to the Jews throughout the 127 provinces of the Empire of Xerxes. These letters established the festival of Purim an uh, annual celebration of these days at the appointed time decreed by both Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther. The people decided to observe this festival just as they had decided, uh, just as they had decided for themselves and their descendants, and established the times of fasting and mourning. So the command of Esther confirmed the practices of Purim, as it was written, as it was all written down. In the records praise the Lord so let's go uh, of course you can see how uh, joyful uh, I mean uh, what can express the joy uh, Monica and Esther uh, will be having uh, at this time uh, over their triumph or uh, because of their triumph over their enemies uh, so uh, and look at the course uh, they took in spreading the knowledge among their people uh, that is what this whole second half is about uh, the be spread in knowledge among their people and perpetuate a remembrance of its posterity. Let's look at a few lessons uh, we can learn from this. History uh, number one lesson there uh, history was written and copies of it were dispersed among all the Jews in all the provinces of the empire. So uh, and this history was written and dispersed. Now uh, if this, the book of Esther like we said at the beginning, the likely author is Mordecai, although uh, it wasn't really stated, but most people believe that Mordecai uh, uh, wrote this book. And now uh, let's let's look at the difference between Mordecai's style of writing and Nehemiah's style of writing. Nehemiah, at every turn, will always make the readers understand that, oh, this happened because the gracious hand of God was upon me. He was always putting providence of God and the good hand of God. was always putting it uh, uh, phrase after phrase in his book. However, Mordecai, if he was the one that wrote this, Mordecai never even mentioned God once. And it's, I mean, it's its a quick, we can quickly just criticize him for not mentioning God. Now, let's look at the difference. Uh, 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 Nehemiah wrote his book in in Jerusalem. Uh, and in Jerusalem, I mean, that's where the religious headquarters is, the... the The language, the uh, lingua franca around Jerusalem had a lot of God and things and all those things, all those holy conversation among them. So probably that could be uh, a reason uh, why there was so much influence of God. Uh, uh, Mordecai, on the other hand, wrote his book at the the fortress of Susa, far away from Jerusalem, uh, so whereby policy and piety, those are the things that rain. And the lesson here for me is that, uh, yes, while we commend um, Mordecai's way of of writing, we should also learn from, uh, I mean, while we commend Nehemiah's way of writing, we should also learn from Mordecai's, that some people, even though their jobs or wherever they are at that time, uh, may not make them be able to start shouting on, on on the rooftops, that still doesn't mean they have lost their faith in God. That still doesn't mean they are less uh, of, of a Christian. Now, I'm going to give you this uh, 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 story in the Bible, this example. Uh, um, Naman came to be healed, uh, was healed uh, by, by Prophet uh, Elisha. Uh, and Naman, when he was, if you read those, uh, that Bible story very well, when Naman was to say his thank you and was going by and, and came back to Elisha and said, now nah, I believe that there is only one God but the God of Israel. And I said, please permit me. And he promised that I will never worship any other God except Yahweh, the God of Israel. But he said, but please permit me. I'm the chief of staff, or I'm the second in command to the king. When the king goes to the, the house of his God to worship his God, I have to be there because of my job. When he leans to worship his God, I have to lean. But know that I'm not leaning to that God. I'm leaning to Yahweh. Even though my job now, uh, my job as makes me uh, go with the king to his temple, to the temple of his god. Know that in my heart, I am doing that to Yahweh. And and I look at it, see how evangelism God even took uh, the worship of Yahweh into the house of 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 their of their uh, of their God of their lo- local God. So when we see people, I mean, these days Christians are, are quick to condemn and say this and i know uh we, sh- we shouldn't be quick to condemn that's that's just the basic thing shouldn't be quick to condemn there may be people who don't wear the religious uh, face but that never means that um uh uh not they've lost their track or their faith uh in god uh so uh, some other people also believe that the book was not written by that believe that the book was not written by bodekai they just felt probably is is one of the extracts from the journals of the kings of persia Uh, so probably that was why the name of God or Yahweh wasn't mentioned so lesson number 2 a festival was was instituted to be observed yearly from generation to generation now this festival will be in honor of God I mean to the reason why this festival is is established in honor of God as the protector of his people and God is also your protector. God has the best in stock for you, in line for you. He will protect you. Number two, to honor in the honor of Israel as the care of heaven. To know that, yes, I am. I mean, Israel is, is in a good place. I mean, is, is close to the heart of God. Number three, is also a confirmation of the fidelity of God's covenant. And I put it to you God has a covenant with you he has a covenant of life with you and because he, because of this story I wanted to just be encouraged today that no God will keep his covenant with me number four it's an invitation to strangers to come into the bonds the same thing so I mean as at this time because if you read if you if you remember when we read uh, uh 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 the later part of chapter 9 of of, of Esther, he said when well, uh, when they instituted that festival even the people that will become Jews will be a part of it so it was an evangelistic uh festival there of course an encouragement to God's own people uh to be cheerful and depend upon him for wisdom power and goodness uh then poster- posterity will help us benefit from this deliverance and we can also celebrate God that yes, if God could do this for our fathers. And that's something about history. If you listen to the stories from our fathers, stories from our, our ancestors, they, are, they they build up our faith that if God could do this for our fathers, He definitely can do it for us. So, when they were concerned, I mean, concerning this festival, in a, a, a few facts uh, and lessons I want us to take from it. Number one is that uh, it was to be observed every year on the 14th and 15th days of the 12th month. Now, this is, this, is, uh, uh, this is key. Passover is the first month. Now, the festival of Purim is the 12th month. Now, so this is just like a month uh, interval. Passover is to celebrate uh, how God delivered them from the, from the slavery in Egypt and how God slain their enemies. festival of Purim is for them to celebrate how God delivered them from genocide, uh, 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 in in in, in, the, in the, from 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 Haman, and look at it. So the lesson here is that there is no time that is too much for us. Praise God. They could have said that. Uh, let's combine. I mean, if it was this generation, let's combine both of them. Let's. I mean, why are we are doing Passover next month? Let's just do. Shevvy is thanking God. We thank God together. So. Let's not be meagal in our return of praises to him who has bestowed favor on us. That's a very important lesson there. Uh, now, it was called a festival. It was called the Feast of Purim. Now, Purim, that the lot called Purim was supposed to be their end. Was supposed to be what, uh, how do I say it now? Was supposed to be what will mark their end. It was a lot that was casted. But in this, I mean, it's just, it's just showing that God is still the one that determines every lot. You say, uh, like, uh, there's a street uh, Bible that, as we're going online these days, that we may throw the dice, but now God, they give double six. God determines the lot. So, a, a lot, Purim, that was supposed to be a reference of evil and a reference of sadness turned around and became uh, 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 a feast and became the name of a feast and that's how god is ready to turn your situation around the things that are making you cry the things that you remember today and you will cry that same thing the same name is going to turn around and when you remember it for from generation to generation you're going to smile so uh so even though uh, uh, Haman uh, who believed in the superstition of Lot, God still used that same Lot to, to, to turn his plans around. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 24 to 28. Now watch this. Isaiah 44, 24 to 28. I'm going to read. Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, who formed you from who you from from you the womb. I am the Lord, who made all things, who strode out the heavens alone, who spread out all the earth, who was with me, who frustrates the omens of liars and makes fools the diviners? Who turns wise men back and makes their knowledge foolish? Who confirms the word of his servant and performs the counsel of his messengers? Who says, "Of Jerusalem shall be she shall be inhabited, and the cities of Judah that they shall be built, and I will raise up their ruins"? Who says to the deep, "Be dry, and I will dry up rivers"? Who says to Cyrus, "Is my shepherd"? And shall fulfil all my purpose, saying, "Of Jerusalem you shall be built, and of the temple, which your foundation shall be laid." Look at that, uh, verse twenty-five. Who frustrate the omens of lies and make fool of diviners? So even diviners that think we can, they can cast lot and look at things and look at uh, stars, and they, God will just turn their whole, their whole wisdom into naught. Praise the Lord. Another thing we should, another lesson we should learn. from uh, uh, how it was, how the festival was put together, is this. Um, It was who who instituted and enacted this. This was not uh, a a divine institution. It was not uh, God that that commanded them to hold this festival. It was 100% by human appointment. And so which means things can happen and we don't really have to wait on the voice of God say, my son... Celebrate this day and thank me. I mean, things can happen, and we're like, wow, God, I need to give you glory for this. I need to give you praise. And I mean, there's nothing wrong uh, in that. So it was it was 100% human um, um, ordained and enacted. Uh, the Jews ordained it upon themselves voluntarily. And then uh, Mordecai and Esther confirmed their resolve and, and they sealed it with their ring, uh, with all authority. Uh, and then with the voice is with the words of peace and truth Even though Monica was the Prime Minister Esther was the Queen. He still said letters of peace and truth So even when you are in places of authority, you can hammer down orders Let's mix it with words of peace tenderness uh, Not imposing. So those are the things we we'll learn from them. So now um, who was it? Who was to observe it? Who was to observe this uh, festival? The Jews and their children and all who will also become Jews, all who will also become Israelites. Uh, Then why was it to be observed as a memorial of the things, of great things God had done for his church that may never perish. And we need to find ways. That song says, count your blessings. Name them one by one and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. We need to find ways of immortalizing what God has done, the wonders of God on, in our lives. Um, and God's wonders are not just for days, it, for everlasting, from generation to generation. So um, when they are reading this, when they are, uh, when everybody is reading this, they will know, number one, uh, Herman's bad practices against the church, and of course uh his, his reproach and doubt that, that will also make people to uh, you know if this could happen to someone that did this in the past i mean to, to give the people of god confidence in, in their god and also a cob evil esther's good service to the church uh that's another reason and a memorable honor uh so go, the good deeds done for israel uh Uh, should be or to be remembered and uh, For the encouragement of others to do alike. I mean if you if you put I mean put it there that oh Someone Esther did this and this was how she was honored and we are remembering this So when we read don't don't, do let's just keep records of evil Let's keep records of great things so that when people read them they are encouraged. oh if this could happen uh, and uh, through someone then I'm encouraged. I can, I can, I can trust God. I can stand on, on behalf of of people. Uh, then also there are prayers uh, and answers given to their prayers because I mean the church. When the church prays, things happen. The Bible says Peter was uh, arrested and the church went in to pray. And and it, even though he was slated for death, the Lord spared him at that time. So uh, the more cries we offered in our trouble, and the more prayers. For deliverance the more we are obliged to be thankful for that deliverance so how was this festival observed and this is also uh, one important lesson i want us to take away from here uh, yet yeah, number one uh it was a day of i mean when, make it a day of joy, joyfulness a day of feasting and there's nothing wrong with feasting i know quite a number of people uh some people are, are against celebration just move thank god and move on so it's supposed to be a day of feasting. So there is nothing wrong in feasting. When God gives us a cause to rejoice, it's express our joy. Let's express our joy. It should be a day of feasting. Uh then, number two, it should be a day of generosity. Uh, sending portions one to one another, a token of, of pleasantness. So when we are also thanking God, we should be generous. Number three, that's number two is to send gifts to one another. Number three, it's a day of charity, sending gifts to the poor. So, Thanksgiving, I put it here that Thanksgiving and almsgiving should go together. So, it's not just to send gifts to your neighbors and uh, people who are like you. Send to the lower, less privileged. So, when we are rejoicing, when we are having Thanksgiving, it should also be accompanied by almsgiving, gifts to the poor. Okay. So, uh, what was added to these uh, was much better. They always add uh, 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 and look at it. When they were, when they, were to, uh, this is another important story, I mean, a point. When they are to, uh, to celebrate the festival of Purim, they are to read the whole story over again in their, in their, in their synagogues. And I could now see the reason why they mentioned the names, the, the names of the 10 sons of, of Haman. So that when they are reading the story, they could mention the names of those guys and it will sink in. And of course, um, give thanks to God for what God had done. And it is real. Because some people may just think it was fiction and things like that. Uh, so, now, this uh, I think time is almost up. Yeah, that's the last point. Please, if you have questions, type it and I'll just say a few things. The last point here. Now, this is a very sad story that the festival of purim which was meant to be a festival to celebrate god's deliverance ended up turning to a carnival uh the jewish talmud says that the feast of purim uh uh, they were now begging them uh not to drink so much not to get so so much drunk and things like that a lot of us a lot of times that that even in this generation things that uh were established pure intention, godly intention, are often turned around, are often, uh, uh, in the ways we celebrate them, we we lose the total meaning. The children of Israel here, they lost the total meaning of, I mean, later in in several hundreds of years after, they lost the total meaning of of, of the Feast of Kirin. Because their own Talmud said that some of them drink, so, they get so drunk that they don't know the difference between uh, caused the Haman and blessed with kind, I mean, they turned a religious feast into a carnival, uh, Christmas, Valentine's Day, new a lot of things that people have turned around from the original meaning, uh, which it was intended, and that's not good, uh, that's not good enough, uh, that is not good at all. So, let's turn a new leaf, and the Lord will bless us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So yeah, that comes to the end of chapter 9 of the book uh, of Esther. The next chapter is chapter 10. It's got only three verses. Uh, we'll take that next week and we'll take questions across board. Any type of question you have. So please, if you have question question uh, on the book of Esther or any other uh, point that jumped out to you during the course of of all these teachings, I'll take them all next week. So you can either send them ahead, uh, at Tolu, send them via email, tolutopodada uh, at gmail.com, that's tolutopodada at gmail.com, or send them via WhatsApp or any of my social media uh, handles at tolutopodada. Just send all the questions so that we can uh, gather uh, the whole questions, the whole questions together, and then we treat them all together next week. It's been an exciting two weeks. weeks. Uh, yes, I think this is the 11th week if I'm right. Oh, no, this is the 12th week, so it's going to be 13 weeks. the 12th week uh, that we've been doing uh, the book of Esther. We'll wrap up tomorrow, I mean uh, next week, with those three uh, verses uh, that will take all questions together. I will send the details in the broadcast I, I do send. So let's just say a word of prayers. Thank you very much for always tuning in. Father, we thank you for... You are set to bless us every time. For uh, every the whole world is in your hands. You frustrate the devices of the crafty, and you make you turn what is meant to be a, a bad news. What is what the name that should be should be a bad memorial, you turn it to become a feast. Father, we thank you. Thank you for that someone's portion today. Thank you for what is supposed to be bad. Oh, what someone is supposed to be remembering and be crying. You're going to still turn that same thing into greatness, into great news. Father, I say be exalted. But I pray, Lord, as we uh, depart from this study, your presence will not depart from us in Jesus' name. Uh, and next week, you will help us to be hell and healthy and be here and be blessed in the name of Jesus. He us sound sleep tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 In Jesus' name, God bless you. Have a wonderful.